It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get ready for the best hour of your grid day. You heard it here first. The best hour of your day on SportsGrid starts now. Your host, Kevin Walsh. One of the easy ones, Donnie, where you look at it and the complaint starts to be, how about not that that for more? You know what I mean? Like, and Donnie Wrightside. And I would like to see all the weight and anger and might of the NCAA slash Big Ten smash that program into smithereens for the next three years. On the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. It's a Monday, people. That means it's time for the best hour of your day. It is Moneyline right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Donnie Wright side, Kevin Walsh, an exciting divisional round weekend to match up, or should I say recap this weekend, and then take a look at the NFC slash AFC championships games this weekend, which I think are going to be incredible. We're not worried about weather conditions in either one. Formidable teams on both sides, some fun to be had, and also maybe a look at those early Super Bowl lines, which almost guarantees us, Kevin, we're going to have a great football game, or at least some great talk leading up to Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, how are we feeling today? Are we cashed up from this weekend? How did we do? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, yesterday was maybe the single best betting day of my life. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. I have to... Yep. Considering not another day comes to mind, Donnie, I mean, it was one of those things where all of the pregame stuff was spot on. Um, you know, it's, it's nice when the no-sweat parlay uh, mm-hmm. that you always expect. Like, I usually expect to lose those. Hit yeah. a nice 10-1 to in that opening game. Yep. And all the live bets were fantastic. So, yeah, the, the games uh, yesterday were absolutely a treat, aside from watching uh, the Bills preseason Super Bowl uh, mm. future go up in flames. <clears throat> yes, and we'll get to that game here because Travis Kelce, who I thought would have a big game, scored two touchdowns in that one. But I had an 11 to 1 on the table. I mean, come on. Travis Kelsey gets two. I need one more out of Travis Kelsey and or Stephon Diggs. And I had some chances to get that. And I couldn't get it home. That 11 to 1 would have been so nice. But it was a good weekend. Because Saturday I got beat up a little bit. I had basically my day riding on the night game with Debo Samuel. And he gets injured early in that game. Wasn't nice. But fast forward to Sunday. Cracked open a slot machine. Knocked down some wagers. It was a good weekend in the house of DRS. So let's get started here on what we saw. 
And, you know, it doesn't have to go in chronological order, but we'll go with the last game yesterday. Chiefs 27, Bills 24. Unbelievable fourth quarter. Now, Truth be told, I enjoyed the first half. I watched it all the way through. Late third quarter, started getting tired. Didn't really see much of the fourth quarter. Woke up, caught the game on replay, and followed it through. And the thing that really caught my attention was the fake punt for the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. which went to DeMar Hamlin. I think I'm faster than DeMar Hamlin, by the way, on that play. I don't know what he was doing, walking (laughs) to try to get the five yards, but it didn't work out. But I was saying to myself, watching the highlights back and forth, oh, no. The Chiefs are inside the one-yard line. Like I'm still looking at a 27-24, which I know the game final ended. What happened here? The fumble throughout the yeah. back of the end zone, which was a lifeline for the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, this has to be destiny. This is the break you wait for. Because if that's a touchdown, it's a 10-point game. It's right. a wrap. You get beat up. You, you probably don't even score the rest of the way. You go three and out on the next drive, and it's over there. But the fact that they had a chance and drove downfield, missing some key plays along the way, I get that. But if you set up, like Bass is a very good kicker. At home, those those Buffalo yeah. wins. Absolutely terrible kick. A horrendous kick. And as soon as that goes wide right, it's like, you know what? This Bills regime just might as well admit it. This was the year to get the Chiefs where they were down. Very good on defense, Kevin. But next year, the Chiefs are going to reload on offense, particularly at wide receiver. If you couldn't beat them now, I don't think you ever beat them, Kevin. I think, I think it's more – it's less about beating the Chiefs and it's more about just the Buffalo Bills, Donnie, not being able to see that one through. Now, to be fair, what was out there on the field for Buffalo was a mash unit on the defensive side. Yes. You know, correct. I mentioned the preseason Super Bowl ticket. Well, I had given up on that. Couldn't a have long played him at a worse time on defense. Yeah. No, not I, I gave up on that number a long time ago, Donnie. Less because of the record and more because of what was going to be out there and available defensively. You know, to some degree, and I don't think McDermott had himself a great overall season, he did round that defense out nicely heading in and then still just could not get any break. Like, they should have just seen if their backups could have beat Pittsburgh on the defensive side of the ball, quite frankly, and seen if they could have escaped that <laughs> game fully healthy. You know, there, there's a lot of people... If that kick goes in and say, ah, oh, come on, Mahomes would have just gone down and let him. No, he wouldn't have. First of all, he hasn't done it all season long. And Donnie, he had two chances to ice that game, saved by a horrendous defensive pass interference call and got a fresh set of downs and was stopped again. That Chiefs offense, this is not last year or the year before that or the year before that. This Chiefs team does not do game-winning drives. They just don't. So all Buffalo needed to do was kick that field goal, win the toss, and they would have been going to the AFC Championship game. I truly 100% believe that. But that is why it is such a frustrating thing to recap when you start playing the blame game I mean yes the defensive injuries were a problem you gotta make the field goal the wide receivers were atrocious Josh Allen's decision making again goes in the toilet down the back stretch Stefan Diggs running wide open underneath he's taking Hail Mary touchdown chances Mm -hmm. it's just everything that could go right looked like it was going to go right until it just inevitably collapsed. And, man, it was a shame to watch that team blow up the way that they did. Yeah. Buffalo Bills had 182 yards on the ground, 4.7 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. Oh, why, didn't, why didn't that work out? Because Kansas City ran for 6.1 yards per carry. Both of these teams getting after it on the ground. Did you see the Stephon, uh, excuse me, not Stephon Diggs, the James Cook rushing prop beat? 
on how that played no. out, Donnie? Nope. Uh-uh. 67 rushing yards heading into the fourth quarter, prop of 61 and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. His next, his carries went, uh, he had, I think it was three or four carries in the fourth quarter for negative six yards, landed at 61. <laughs> like, everybody out there, I didn't have that bet. Trust me, if I did, you would have, you, you needed would have a book first that paid you out right away. Yeah, some books would be like, all right, but, 62. But they usually hold it a little bit on those before they pay them out, which is, which is always right. But that's a ridiculous beat. I mean, that, but that, that's about as bad as it possibly. You have a quarter to play. You're winning the wager by six yards. Like, it just doesn't even compute that that could possibly happen, and and, and it did. So I, I do feel awful out there for any of the James Cook uh, rushing backers. That was uh, nightmarish when I saw how that ultimately played out. How did the props go for you overall yesterday? Because I know Very like, that 11-1 to 1 ticket, Donnie, had a lot of life, man. Yeah, it did. So I lost that one because it could Stephon Diggs just didn't show up. But again, that's a, you know, living the ones you're not supposed to be, you know, cranking away on those. Uh prop bets, the one I lost was Stephon Diggs over fifty nine and a half, who again, if it makes that one catch, he gets it. But yeah. that was a bad play overall. Three catches for twenty one yards. I mean, stop the madness at that point. But it did have Travis Kelsey over sixty one and a half yards. That one hit nicely great. and then Obviously, the uh, play of the day for me was Baker Mayfield over one and a half touchdown passes. Oh, yeah. He wound up with three, but I'm watching that game with 30. We'll get to that game after the break. 30, 40 seconds to go. I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy's even throwing a touchdown in the first half, and I'm going to need two in the second half? Oh, Mike Evans to the rescue quickly with a Kate Otten touchdown. How did I not play Kate Otten? Hottest putting tight end in the <laughs> NFL at that point. Let's talk about that game next year and talk about what's going to take place in the future next weekend. Let's do it. Straight here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Ray 
right back at it here. Oh, football, football, football. And the question on the network is that, you know, Kevin and I talk off the air quite a bit. He's scared when football's over. I'm not. Like, we got college basketball, uh, we, NBA, baseball's on the horizon. Because I got to let the I, people see, know. Like, you're younger uh, in this business. You, you're a yeah, football yeah, yeah, guy, but, you always uh-huh, say. Uh-huh, football ends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, but I'm telling you this. This I'm using, I'm going to send this clip mm-hmm. to people. Be like, listen, this is how you know Donnie wants to be with me on weekends outside <laughs> of football. <laughs> like, don't nope. let him go anywhere. Don't let him fool you. This is what he wants. Trust me. How about just like a hit at home? Like, you know, like Jay will pop on, you know, a couple people in the network. Like, can I just do like a hit and then I get like a day off during the Hold week on. for that? Oh, I, see, I was going to say, I can get you. I mean, I'll lock you in for the hit right now. Now, no. I don't know if it's trans. Now, 15 minutes translate into a full day off. Same it does. Same, same, same time. Not bad. Yep. Yeah. Nope. The amount they're going to need me on that network here. We'll see what happens. But we are in a crunch. What? Basically three weeks. You know, just going over some things. Because we'll be in Vegas for uh, Radio Row. So you got the two games this week, obviously. No games next week. But we leave for Vegas next Saturday. So it's like basically a game week for us next week anyway. Way because, you know, flying out and getting ready and doing all that stuff, and then away we go in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll get to these. Actually, no, let's do the games now, because I do want to talk about the Super Bowl lines that have opened up at FanDuel. Talk mm. about some of those. And again, the highest number across the board, no matter what matchup it is, is four and a half, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And we'll get to those numbers in just a bit. But just wrapping up that Buffalo Bills game, it's just a tough loss. But again, six straight AFC Championship game appearances now for the Kansas City Chiefs. And doing it all different ways is pretty incredible. Now, earlier yesterday, the Buccaneers and the Lions game, something that most of us had pegged here as a total going to the over, sitting there at 3-3 three to three and chuckling under my breath going like, of course it's 3-3 three to three and 10-10 ten to ten at the break and we're not getting the big plays we need and guys in field goal range getting sacked and missed, you know, missed field goals yeah. off the upright. This is the way it is. And we really broke out in the second half, which included 21 mm-hmm. points from the Lions on three touchdowns and the Buccaneers chipping in with two touchdowns as well. Over one and a half touchdowns with Mayfield came in over one and a half touchdowns for Goff came in and we really got some fireworks there. Yeah, game, game was explosive. Uh, my guy Jameer Gibbs uh, is the one who opened it up with his thirty-yard touchdown I'll run. Let me tell right you that. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so when you have a bet, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you bet a wide receiver and you just then watch your wide receiver, he's open every play, right? Yes. So. Jameer Gibbs was given a, a counter handoff in the first quarter that I was watching. I'm like, I mean, I think he was about to go 75 to the house. But maybe it was my eyes, and immediately Donnie drops me the, wow, Gibbs should have hit a home run there. Oh. And I'm going to be honest with you, DRS, I was sulking for a full hour after that play. I'm like, how many more opportunities are we going to get? That guy was absolutely out of a cannon and just an incredible tackle by, I believe it was Levanta David. Yeah, oh, you, you, you can see those plays coming and set up from a mile away. And he got through the first line. I'm like, he's not. A, he might score a touchdown. Forget about 13 or 14 and a half yards. And you saw that hand come out and trip him up. It's like that's one that was supposed to happen. But he still got it. By the way, let, let you know what I don't want to. I'm going to fast forward, but get back to this Lions game. And the reason I'm doing that now is because I think these lines are going to change. I might have to lock it in now. Watching that hmm. game on Saturday night, Kevin. 
with Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers. I said to myself, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to run the ball or have some success because it's tough to run there. And again, it's a road game. It's on grass. And, you know, we'll see what happens. He finishes that game with over 108 yards, which included a very long run of 50 yards. But the reason I bring that up is brings in the play Jameer Gibbs' longest rush again this weekend. But they're the same style runner. Give me a gap. I will blast through that thing. And I got moves for days when I hit the second level. This week right now, like Jameer Gibbs this morning, we only use the FanDuel Sportsbook, obviously, on a FanDuel show. It was 44 and a half. I think Montgomery's yeah. around like 50 and a half. That 365 is hanging a 41 and a half on Jameer Gibbs this weekend. Now, I know. Wow. Not go- yeah, see what I mean? See what I mean? We might have to move on this. But what I was like setting up saying, if I'm just thinking like the casual, watching this game going like similar running styles, the chance to hand it off. You saw that play. You have a very good offensive line on the Detroit Lions. You know, Ben Johnson, the same as anybody else, going, hmm, look at this. Speed running back, getting those angles here, getting to that second level. That should mean that Jameer Gibbs is the lead back in this game, which I do believe he was the lead back in that game this past weekend against Tampa Bay. And I see that number at 41. Like, put it this way, Kevin, this game. Hey, by the way, Detroit wins. What was the rushing number? So Montgomery didn't do much, neither did Gibbs. Nonsense. Nonsense. So I see that Gibbs number at 41 and a half. I think I got to take it, like, at the commercial break. I think there's a no-brainer. Yeah, I don't— I don't. I don't mind the look one bit. I think the idea from the book has to be the Gibbs volume. Right is still not where. Listen, you know I was on him. You know preseason, and obviously it, it didn't win, and it shouldn't have won. Like his rookie of the year stuff, Donnie. But the Gibbs volume is still probably not what a top 15 draft selection as good as he is should be and that's about the only reason that that doesn't get there is they are still going to stick to some degree their split and because you are going to need him to hit that home run so my question to you Donnie is would you just rather bet his long rush prop when that gets posted and is available the problem, like, is I, I understand it's 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 a good question. So that's why I'm, I'm struggling to answer it. But when I, it, yeah, if you're saying to me like, well, he needs 88 yards, right? You're like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's still a lot of yards. One of those has to go for okay. at least 15. When I'm looking at a number on 40 yards, he gets the ball eight times, Kevin. Six yards per carry. Like, not busting it. Like, hey, I got four here. I got seven here. I got eight here. I got nine here. You're over it. Like, I almost think about the, if my number is 90 or, hey, I think I get in 100 yards. Then I'm like a Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, just go for the long run. Like, what am I worried about him brushing for 105 and a half yards? If he's going to hit that 105, he's probably going to break an over 17 and a half yard run. Because if you're looking at his numbers down the stretch, he had double digit carries, one, two, three, four, five straight times to end the season, but actually only yeah. double digit, no double digit carries in the playoffs. But having said that, I know I'm not going to get 8.2 yards per carry like I probably got on Sunday, but I, I, I'm just thinking now. He's the lead dog. Like, when I have first and second down, it's Gibbs. If I have third and one, obviously it's not going to be Gibbs. It's going to be Montgomery. If I'm on the goal line, it's going to be Montgomery. But I do think the lead back in this game, reps-wise, is going to be Jameer Gibbs. I I just think they're going to stick to their split, Donnie. I I really do. Like, the first carry of that game is going to go to David Montgomery. You know? That's just – it's what they've been doing all year long. I don't think they're necessarily – If I get get ten carries – if you tell Don, yeah. you're getting 10 carries out of Jameer Gibbs, give me the right. one and a half. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, I'll tell you, that's going to be an interesting prop, actually, Donnie, is his attempts prop was 10 and a half in that football mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And he obviously ended up not getting it. 
But now that's back-to-back weeks. Like I, I, is, I'm not saying that I, I know you'd much rather bet his yards or long rush yeah. than over nine-and-a-half attempts, but I think mm-hmm. that could very well be the number. It, we might get a nine-and-a-half attempts prop for him, transitioning off I would like the most that. recent performances. And I would take that because it's not about him getting like 20 carries, but I just it makes too much sense to say, hey, look at a shifty back that's been yeah. rolling down the stretch, goes into San Francisco, and rolls. Because you know as well as I do, yes, you want to pass. And Detroit passes, and they're, they'll run some tempo, and they'll take deep shots here. But at the same time, I do like that and say, look, a speed back got after the 49ers. Let's go with the plotting back and see if that works as well. Now, granted, of course, <laughs> Montgomery's going to be included, but I just look and say, you know what? The key to Detroit's game this weekend is going to be Jameer Gibbs, and I want to get involved on that. But I don't know if they, they have the rushing yards out. Let me just see if we do have rushing attempts. Uh, ten and a half at FanDuel is his rushing attempt, so... We'll see if another outlet. Looks like ten and a half across. Eh, not every outlet strong, but they're all ten and a half here. David Montgomery is twelve and a half in that game, and it looks like CMC okay. is eighteen and a half at Fanduel. So there you wow, go. They didn't move that. No. See, I was thinking about that, Donnie, because that number was less about the opponent and really more about the McCaffrey workload. If mm-hmm. Debo misses this game, though, yeah. would that worry you on then a rush attempts under prop for McCaffrey? No, I think it would I go over because I think he gets an extra carry, well, too. Well, so I played it under. Either. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I like the, yeah. the CMC under last week, Donnie, because he really doesn't actually get yes. over that big number. Uh, but Debo being out, yeah, it could open up just a couple of extra opportunities. Yeah, also, and maybe even taking a look at just Jameer Gibbs' total yardage for that game. Because, again, if they have a good pass rush, which you know San Francisco does, you're getting a lot of those dump-offs. And Jameer Gibbs got some dump-offs last week. Four for 44 the previous week. Four for 43. A lot of good stuff here. Let's take a look at what happened on Saturday afternoon in wild card slash divisional round action. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. And now back to Moneyline with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Right back at it here. Sirius XM Channel 159. Moneyline on a Monday afternoon. Now, I don't know if you saw uh, the hubbub on Twitter, which I didn't see until today. And it just goes to show me sometimes. 
you know, Twitter, social media, and, and I, sometimes I'm a little bit unfair with this. Like, just understand how the game of football actually works. And it did have to do, Kevin, with the Buccaneers and the Lions. 31-23 final, won by eight points in this. And no, I'm not talking about, like, the dope went for two at the end of the game when they're only down. You know, could have made it a field. We understand why they do that now. It's ingrained in our head. We're trying to win in regulation, even if you don't agree with it, which I technically don't in some instances, particularly in the playoffs where you're guaranteed to get a possession in overtime. It's not like, hey, well, if we lose the coin toss, we might not even get the football again. Let's win it in regulation. That's not even what I'm talking about. Do you have any idea, Kevin, what I'm talking about, what people are talking about from the Buccaneers-Lions game? Oh, yeah, uh, I think so. The kneel down? Yeah, the kneel down. Before I give mine, give your take. What did you think about the kneel downs? So I'm, to be totally honest, I stepped away from the game because I knew the game was over. They just Mm -hmm. had to take their knees and... There was no more football to be played. So yes. I actually didn't find about find out about the kneel down, Donnie, mm-hmm. until today, believe it yeah. or not. But uh, for those that don't know what happened, Jared Goff and the Lions took the knee too early, allowing mm-hmm. the Bucks with one timeout remaining to stop the game and force a field goal. And uh, Todd Bowles said, ah, look, they were already going to line up for the field goal. We wouldn't have had a real chance to come back and win, so that's why I didn't call a timeout, uh, which I think is completely unforgivable. It's the bleeping playoffs. You go until it's over, and this team just gave you a lifeline. I mean, how many field goals have we seen missed in NFL history? So uh, I thought it was impossible to justify and and understand, and uh, I thought it was a disastrous decision by Todd Bowles, made only worse by his explanation. But they weren't calling the timeout, though. That was the whole thing, and Detroit knew that. Like, that's why they snapped the football early. The game was over, and Detroit played it that way. Because the timeout, if you were still playing, Kevin, would have came on the first snap there. You would have called the timeout. I said, okay, okay. well, then we're just going to run the clock out. So I'm going to do the old, let me snap, hot, hot, hike, take seven steps back, waste five seconds, then take a knee, and then do the exact same Uh thing again. And then there's like one second to go, and we'll take another knee, and the game's over. The game was over at that point. There was no way that they were getting the football back. None. Wait, None. wait, 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 wait. No, yeah. no, no, hold on. If they called the timeout, though, yes. the line, it would have been fourth down. But here, but here, but again, hear me out on this, Kevin. There was probably, and they're not going to ever tell you that, the head nod on the sideline. Game's over. Game's over. Come out there. Defense goes, yeah, so, they're a good game. Dap it up. And they just played it out as like almost like a gentlemanly like, look, we know the game's over. We're, we're not going to jump the snap or do anything. Just take the okay, knees and so, we'll get out of here on time. Almost like a mutual agreement of what happened here. Otherwise, yes, Detroit wasn't just taking quick knees going like, hey, we just got fooled into that. That game was already over. Both sides knew it. And nobody was calling a timeout. But that, see, to me, Donnie, then Todd Bowles then says, listen, I acknowledge that we wouldn't have been able to truly stop the clock, so I told Dan yeah, he should have just said that good. instead of making up a story. No, no, yeah. Yeah. no but that's but Donnie, said that. I don't know if that, because because Donnie, that is the correct answer then. The, listen, they, they ended the game, we knew that, right? Like, our timeout wouldn't have saved the day. Yes, they snapped it early, but I had kind of motioned over to Dan, congratulations to that team, nobody needed to get injured. That, Donnie, 
is an acceptable reply, yeah. and we wouldn't even be really having this he conversation. Should have just said that. He should have said that. But Donnie, because when they didn't call the timeout, but again, didn't. they didn't call the timeout. And also, when you're in the huddle, you're already talking to the defensive linemen. Your lo- players are looking over to the other sideline, which includes Dan Campbell, and they're probably already putting their headsets away on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, do you see how that played again, out? Yeah. Yes. I I total I understand yes. what you're saying, right? Yes. But. If Todd Bowles would have said that, you and I right now would be maybe debating whether or not you should give a head nod. Right? Like, that's not the point. But that's not what Todd Bowles said. He said, ah, the game was already over. So the current mistake here is on Todd Bowles' reply, Donnie. He shouldn't have said that. But, Donnie, I don't – now we have to – assume that there was a head nod and that is 100% the reason why. And I know you're comfortable with that assumption. Like, let's take Todd Bowles out of the equation. Players on the field can call timeouts whenever they want. You don't think one of the 11 guys on defense the minute that ball snapped didn't feel like calling a timeout? Because they were told not to. They were told not to. Otherwise, they would have just done it on their own. Hey, timeout, we're in the game here. Right. Again, the... I, I totally understand what you are yeah. saying. I, I'm not yes. saying that I don't, right? But th- the fact that Todd Bowles gave the answer he gave when What's it Todd Bowles? looks Yeah, but Donnie, that response is worse. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if he would have lied and said, look, we made an agreement, right, as opposed mm-hmm. to I forgot, Dan Campbell would have backed him, right, I have no reason to embarrass this guy. Like, it's all good, right? Yeah. And then he would have maybe covered for a gigantic gaffe. Instead, the answer he gave painted him in a significantly worse light than what you fully believe the truth is. Yeah, he, he should have just come clean with that. Like, the game was over at that point. I wasn't even but, thinking about calling a timeout because we wouldn't have had any time anyway. That's all he should have said. He probably was in the moment just trying to make something. Ah, let me just say something on the fly here that I didn't think all the way through. That's all. But it was for, like, ne- like I watched the game, and there was never a point that I even thought about Todd Bowles calling a timeout okay, after the okay, first down right. play. Like, it didn't even enter my mind. Like, yeah, the game's over. That's, That's why what I walked it is. away. And then Twitter's that, like, yes. oh, man, he should have called a timeout. And I'm like, no, that, there wouldn't have been a timeout. If they called the timeout like they were supposed to on first down, they never would have got the ball back anyway. You see what I mean? It would have been like an underhanded move, which I would have loved to have seen. Like, hey, look, we faked him out on the sideline. Uh, Jared Goff and you know, that rockhead over there doesn't even understand how the game ends. We wanted to make them kick a field goal. Maybe we blocked it or maybe they had to go for it, and we had a last chance effort. Now, were they one to get? No, they weren't winning anyway, even if they got the ball back with like nine seconds left on their own 30, right? But it's still the concept of, it would have been hilarious to say, like, hey, look, we knew we could outsmart that team and they would maybe snap which, the ball early at that point. Which, but but again, like, I, like, in that moment, if Bowles would have called the timeout, like, the idea mm-hmm. that he would have burned the relationship with Dan Campbell forever, like, is probably, Donnie, worth giving your team an extra chance to win a playoff game, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, I guess it would be like the, and it would have been like great. Like, the onus too, is on the, the Lions, Donnie, to let's snap. Because here's the thing. Yeah. The, the onus is on the Lions to snap that at the appropriate time. That That's way right. you do not yeah. end up in the embarrassing moment that Todd Bowles ended up in. 
Well, yes, but also they're just like, well, let's just get out of here because nobody's stopping the clock. So, all right, what are we hanging out in the huddle for an extra nine seconds for no reason when we know they're not going to call a timeout? But it would have been great if that timeout got called and then he had a Dennis Allen situation like Todd Bowles. What happened at the end of the game? Yeah, I apologize to the Detroit organization because that's an underhanded move by us. We told them the game was over, but yet we called a timeout because they snapped the ball a little bit too early. That would have been something Which- to actually watch it play out. But that, again, like, if the thing is, if they would have, Donnie, there would have been 36 seconds remaining. And the Lions then would have had to decide on whether or not they wanted to kick a Correct. field goal or yeah. go for it, yeah. which isn't the easiest decision in the world. And, like, I'm just saying, there is a world they call that timeout and get the mm-hmm. football back at around, what, the 40-yard line? With like I would have twenty five plus it. seconds remaining. Like I would have loved that that would have happened. Like the defender just out of nowhere is like timeout ref, timeout ref, and they're like, oh my god, you did that because I think Dan Campbell <laughs> would have went on the field himself and fist fought Todd Bowles at like the thirty yard line. Can't believe you would have did that yeah. to us here. You put me in a bad light. But the fact that it, I saw it this morning, I never expected to see it because it never crossed my mind. Like once the interception happened, and it's pretty much truthful. Yeah. Like there's under two minutes to go, and you have one timeout. There's a very little chance unless something freaky had like a false start with a time stops on your end of like something just wild like that and then you decline the penalty and it's still second down but you know it goes at that point but I didn't think anything of yeah. it but I just think people like he should have called a timeout when knowing that that's what never was going to happen at that point because again what do we yes. say hey Todd Bowles why'd you go home with one timeout he calls timeout on first down it's like all right there's two seconds left and it's fourth down and they just snap the football and take another knee like that's what was going to happen if the game played out according yeah. but, but and, and again I the fact that they they took their knee early, like if Bull, like Bowles in that moment could have been like, well, what the hell are they doing? All right, you know what? Screw this, man. Time that, which like, would have been like awesome. They're, they're, like I would have loved the scene, which, that, to be honest. Which he would have been like well within his right <laughs> to do, genuinely. Like why? Like that was again. I have no issue with. Everybody knows the score. Everybody understands that this game is over. Okay. And by the way, and to Donnie's credit here, despite we're kind of arguing this a little bit, the mm-hmm. game was literally over, right? Mm-hmm. Like they could have called a timeout and it would have made zero difference. So I have no Correct. problem with those teams saying, let's be healthy and go home. But mm-hmm. there is an onus then on the Lions <laughs> to snap the ball at the appropriate time and yeah. avoid making this even a conversation, which it shouldn't even be. It's almost like the NFL was like, hey, guys, we got to get in here a little bit early to head to the next pregame show. We don't want to interrupt that coverage. Just get out of here because you're right. They But they snapped it like it was we'd had no timeouts left, which probably is kind of funny. That Jared, well, don't put it past any of the Detroit players either, even Dan Campbell. Like, I don't think they have any timeouts anyway. Just snap three times and get out of there. So I, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's almost the yeah. way it played out because you're right. It was very cavalier of them to be like, well, again, unless there was a dapping up already after, like, first and second down, like, it's all good. We're just going to snap this. Get out of here. No. Yeah. Get hurt and get out of the way, but it would have been funny, like if they snapped that time out at that point. It's like, oh, that's an interesting play here because then we really would have got on the Detroit Lions. Like, man, this team isn't ready to play. How are they going to beat the 49ers? They don't even know if any timeouts are left. Who calls a game like that and so forth and so on? But I thought it was an interesting topic point. Let's get to the other games, which include the Baltimore Ravens' impressive second half. And did the Packers let a 10 bell chance get out of their way with momentum and a possible Super Bowl? My goodness, it's a Monday, Raider. the Sports Grid Network. It's Moneyline, and we'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Let's talk about some Saturday games and move forward to the Super Bowl. How about that? Forget about this weekend's lines. Some Super Bowl lines along with them. Packers, 49ers, 49ers advance, 24-21. I thought the Packers were the better team. All night long, I really did. Game at the half, 7-6. to six. Packers put up 15 in the third quarter. And then the 49ers outscored the Packers 10-0 in the fourth and walk away with that victory. They had a chance in the fourth quarter to put that game away with either a field goal. Well, they came back and scored a touchdown. Pressure is completely different at that point. They make that 41-yard field goal by Carlson. I think the Packers end up going away and winning that game. But they had a chance to score mm-hmm. a touchdown on that drive, but just weren't able to connect late. I thought the Packers were wonderful in that game. The offensive line was great. They made the plays they needed to. Yes, you had a bad interception early in that game, and then certainly that disastrous one late in the game. But for me, I looked at the Packers by saying that's one you let slip away. Debo got hurt early in that game when it was apparent he was probably going to be a big deal in that game. And the Packers just could not make the plays, like the interceptions that were there to be made. Couldn't make those. One stop on that final drive. Weren't able to do that. Big scrambles by Brock Purdy. Great passes and catches by Brandon Ayuk. And there you go. Mm -hmm. 49ers moved on. You know, one of the things, and you know, I'm so busy on a Sunday, even though we have three hours, we have to go through things um, so quickly. And I didn't get to really kind of talk this out, Don, but, you know, one of the underrated things, though, I still believe in that game is how well the Niners defense held up. Three different times they were able to force them into field goals. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the two touchdown drives, one of them came because of a third and 15 pass interference, mm-hmm. and the other was set up by a very long kick return that nearly got fumbled. Yeah. Those were the scoring, you know, that was the scoring out of a Green Bay team that was, you know, playing as hot as any in the entire league. That was, it's just something that kind of sticks with me. Moving forward, right? You know, sometimes people go, hey, a win is a win is a win. Yes, but we have to evaluate how it happens to help us for the next round and and so on and so forth. And, man, Donnie, that Niners defense, yes, the ball was moved on them. But, man, they bowed up in a major, major way. And 
That game went under that total. And we talked about how, you know, that high total maybe was a bit dangerous. I know on the, on the Saturday show, that Niners defense, so much of the focus is on Brock Purdy and is he good enough and, and everything. But that Niners defense was just, I thought, actually excellent in that football game, truly. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed that game thoroughly outside of Debo Samuel getting hurt early in that game. My only chance of watching the rest of it was if Debo Samuel was going to play. And he kept on. He's on the sideline. He's off the sideline. He's out of the blue tent. He's got a helmet. He doesn't have a yeah, helmet. A now he's going to be out. And all of a when you saw him come out of the locker room without his uh, shoulder pads on, you knew it was a wrap on that uh-huh. point. But that's something that you can't win for the 49ers. Apparently they couldn't win in the fourth quarter being down by, you know, four, five, six, seven, whatever points you are. And they came back in that football game and they won. And credit to them. And again, the 49ers, just make that field goal here. You're moving on. But from a betting stance and a content stance, I'm actually still happy that the 49ers are in it because they're such a fun team to bet. Whether it's Purdy, McCaffrey, the tight end, the wide receivers, you want a defensive prop, they give it to you all. And I think it's a fun matchup this weekend. But I did think the Packers gave one away, which would have had the NFC Championship game in Detroit against the Packers in a dome, which would have been fantastic to watch too. But I'm happy the Niners won. JP, get his connection real quick. Oh, you back. There you go. Oh, Can you man. hear? I'm having internet issues, actually. No, yeah, wow. I'm having internet issues. So wow. My apologies there. I don't know what that would be. What are you in studio? That's I mean, it. when did you log in? I mean, what are we talking about? What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, that B works connection all of a sudden breaking out. Um, <laughs> That's a shame. But, yeah, I got some, um, you know, I, I have my, my Brock Purdy investment. The thing, Donnie, is I have nothing tied into the AFC at the moment. Like, I, I just let everything with Buffalo go. And I have no Ravens. I have no Chiefs. So I'm just going to let dust settle on that game, and, and I'll go from there. That's kind of where I'm at with that whole thing now. Yeah. How, by the way, how are we feeling about the Ravens after that first game? Because obviously the, the, the farthest game away, the Ravens yep. struggled in that first half. But you know what my takeaway from that game is? Not that the Ravens blew them out. That I'm waiting because my angle on this game coming moving forward on AFC Championship game Sunday is that the Ravens defense is fresh. It's healthy. It might be getting the best cornerback back. And this past weekend against a Texans team, which I don't care what you say about the Texans. Oh, they're young. They weren't ready to, to win. That team could sling it on offense. And they absolutely put the Texans in a blender in that game. And also, Kevin, down as many as two touchdowns for probably the majority of the fourth quarter, even to begin that. Texans weren't moving the football up and down the field. I loved what I saw of that Ravens defense. And moving forward, that's going to be a big deal this weekend. Yeah, I said it on our show yesterday. I really do believe that the matchup for Baltimore is the one they got. I think they'll handle Kansas City. I know it's crazy. It might sound hairish, but I didn't come away as impressed as everybody else um, <laughs> with the Chiefs being able to win that game yesterday. I just did. I don't know. Like, I get it. The offense moved the football. The, the, the Bills had a, their, their actual defense is all in a hospital room. Like, that, it's just it's way different, man, than what the Ravens bring to the table. And, you know, I took a postseason long Lamar Jackson rushing total under. And mm-hmm. I, I knew when I placed the bet that it could look embarrassing, right? Yeah. But sometimes you place a bet and you look at that result, you're like, oh, I hope nobody uh, heard me when I said that. And I knew that that was a, a potential outcome. And 
that he had 100 yards in the opening game. He needs to have 17 or less, Donnie, against the Chiefs, and they would need to be eliminated. It's not going to happen. So I'm not worried about getting middled on the number. That prop is 59 and a half right now with yeah. what Josh did. I'm not. I'm not sure that number shouldn't be 74 and a half against Kansas City. Mm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to watch it the, where some of these lines go, because like I, the one thing I do regret this weekend, Kevin, betting wise, and I said it all week long. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I like what I like, even though I'm trying to put two and two together and it makes sense. I'm not going to bet it. It's Josh Allen over his rushing props, and it was Lamar Jackson. Like in what world do we didn't think they were going to rush ten times a piece? Saying like, you know what? The pressure's on me. I have to make things happen out here, and they really did that. And I love the fact that this weekend's games too, Kevin. Did you know San Francisco's sixty? Nine degrees of kickoff, two mile an hour winds, and no rain due for Sunday. Whoa. We're going to have a field day with that. Kansas City game, 44 degrees with winds around seven miles an hour. I mean, we are looking at two of the best possible conditions you can get outside of being in domes. And the reason I bring that up in that 49ers game is you saw Brock Purdy struggle a little bit. Hey, do I need a glove? Do I don't need a glove? And, you know, not getting a grip on the football passes coming out there. Same thing with Jared Goff. You want as close to dome conditions as you can get, and you are going to get that on Sunday. So it's not one of those weeks. Kevin, which sometimes you say, okay, I like the games I like, but the reason I put out that tweet yesterday, right, is like, look, man, quarterbacks in the dome today, like, let's eat. And you did eat. They both went over the passing prop, both went over their touchdown prop, and the game went over the total. Why? Because one of the handicaps was not like, well, I'm wind in this direction. I don't know what's going to happen here. So, I do think we're going to get some clean, clean outputs at that point. Three and a half, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are getting. There are some outlets at threes at minus 120 for the Ravens, and the Detroit Lions, which were below uh, six today, now back up, excuse me, we're below six and a half, back up to seven between the Lions and the 49ers. If you had to bet both of those games today, like where are you going with those? Ravens minus three, uh, mm-hmm. Lions plus seven. Yeah, I have to get I seven if I'm betting Detroit. I'd have to get seven. Even though I do think the Lions could get routed in the football game, I'd still feel a little bit more comfortable with the seven. Where are you at on these totals early, Donnie? Like, kind of bet the high number high and the low number low. You know, you know, you know, you know. It's opposite, actually. It's opposite. Uh, I'm thinking about like that Ravens game, forty-four and a half, knocking it over, and then the 49ers game taking the under. Yeah, I may. The one thing that I was chuckling uh, about yesterday with the Chiefs game mm-hmm. and the Bills game going over, Donnie, yeah. is. And, and again, we all have our breakdowns, but I swear, if you watch that game and at no point yes. did anything surprise you, and you were like under uh-uh. forty-five and a half, I just—it's yeah. just—it—it it made me laugh. Um, and, and again, like it's not—it doesn't matter, right? Like you weren't focused on the total of the game, and and, and prop bets went well. I, it's just the fact that that game did what you thought it would, and the and the look was under. I, it made me over. laugh as I was watching it. Yeah, and the game. Of the, course, it went yeah. over. You kind of no, knew it would go over. I still yeah, believe. but you. But, like, even, like, the play-by-play at this point, like, the game started 14 plays, 60 yards in a field goal, countered by seven plays, 46 yards in a field goal. I'm like, this is exactly right. Even the touchdown drive by the Bills, 11 plays, 75 yards in six minutes, followed by the Chiefs, 10 plays, 60. See what I mean? Like, like, there wasn't very many outside of the Chiefs. Looks like that five plays, 65 yards, and a six for 75. But even, like, the touchdown for the Bills to make it 24-20, 15 plays 75 yards 825 it's like the defenses actually couldn't get stops when they outside of those first two drives but those long drives with long minutes were ending up in touchdowns and again that but that's what i'm like 
But those defenses couldn't get a stop in hell. None. Like, there was nothing that they could do to get off like of the Like, even the missed field goal at the end of the game, defenses. Kevin. 16 plays, 54 yards. Yes. Like, the, yes. the theory behind it was sound, except that but, we just didn't get the stops when we needed them. But, but, because, but that's kind of my point on it, right? Like, you still had a missed field goal that would have tied this game up with 54 points on the board. Miko Hardman fumbled out of the back of the end zone. Like, oh, yeah, that no, no, game got right. to 51 yeah, was still over. with so yeah. much going wrong, which yeah. I just, I, I thought, and, and that's again, yeah, I'm not critiquing even remotely the analysis. Just you, that's what I was laughing about. You were like, they're going to move the football all game long, but I have yes. to take the under because it'll stall out. And to some degree, like that is what happened, except for they just could not get off. Like the defenses yesterday were terrible in that game. Yeah. It was oh, it was just such an interesting game to watch play out. It really was. Yep. 27-24 championship week up here. Just to get a quick preview here of the Super Bowl, since the early numbers are out for the four chances here. The Browns, excuse me, the Ravens, which I love this because you know how I already play this out. I have a $100 ticket in that pays 1900 if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, which would be awesome. I'm, I'm never going to see that ticket through, even if it's the Detroit Lions, Kevin, lining up against the Ravens. No. But my worst case scenario was going to be, I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just see things play out. And the Niners are so dominant that they come in that game against the Ravens if they match up at like four and a half. Because then that extends it up to, ooh, now i got to spend some money, right, on a, uh, you know, minus 220 money line. It's like, ooh, do I have to put up a grand to win like 500 bucks? The fact that this Super Bowl is lined right now at 1.5, or excuse me, a point and a half, the money lines are 116 and 102, which means hedging opportunities for making a decent chunk are perfect. I just need the Ravens to get into the Super Bowl. And if it is the Lions would be tremendous. But from a Super Bowl lineup purpose, the Ravens and the Niners would be very fun to talk about. And people say, well, about so, Kansas City. I'm tired of talking about Kansas City in the Super Bowl. No, would love somebody new. Would love somebody new. Absolutely. Hope they got absolutely <laughs> railroaded in this game. I'm, that's I I don't know, man. I it's so funny because I spent a long time really liking that team, always rooting for Big Red. And I think and I and I can acknowledge I think some of it is they beat the Eagles last year. And that yeah. is still stuck in my craw, you know. Like them <laughs> yesterday beating the Bills and like waving goodbye. Like I don't like. There's a part of like, aren't you better than this? Like, aren't you the the dominant force? Like, I don't know. Like that's not what Brady did after he won. Um, I don't know. I think that team's gonna get kicked in the ass by the Ravens. Here's my question to you though, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you're gonna. It's, it's, it's like, well, you'll find out when you get there. But if yeah. it's the Niners, mm-hmm. how much do you think you lay off? Like. Just cut no, it in half, or yeah, no, no. I, I actually here's the because I, I, it, it's not going to be a half because I want my ticket to mean more than like you know what I mean. So it would be like yeah. okay, let me at least try to win eleven hundred bucks the one way, which I'm fine with. Okay. If I have a hundred dollar bet and I win six hundred back, and my team lost, yep. I'm not going to get mad at that. But I'm certainly not going to watch Super Bowl Sunday cheering on the Ravens to watch them lose. Like man, I could have just won eleven hundred bucks and just sat back and relaxed. I'll never <laughs> let that happen. Didn't let it happen in the NCAA no. tournament either. We'll be right right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Final segment here on a Monday of Moneyline. Good times had by all. And it's a shame that football season is winding down. But I always say, like, because we talked about this morning on the uh, early line as well. Trust me right now, like there is a little bit of a mourning period, like the week after the Super Bowl, because transition kicks in. But there is almost literally, Kevin, no more fun month than March Madness that's coming up. And it's not that far around the corner. The NBA kicks in, and before you know it, we're doing baseball breakdowns because pitchers and catchers in like three and a half weeks at this point right now. But it is a shame because football is so long and so easy to talk about that it seems like it never gets here. And then when it's here, it's like, hey, because I still remember us like breaking down repeatedly opening night with the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl when we were still doing the early line in the summer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, we're here, and it's going to be a long season. And trust me, it's but you know how many miles I put on this season in football season? It's been a long <laughs> season, but it doesn't feel long when it's at the end of it. But baseball always wow. feels so damn long. Yeah, absolutely it does. Baseball goes on for an eternity. Like, you know, though, for me, I, I really ramped up, Donnie, my futures market preparation for – Football season, and I, you know, I felt I I, I owed it to mm-hmm. myself and and you know the, the folks that, that listen to us here on Sports Grid to do the same for uh, the NBA season and, and college basketball season. So then it hit me. I'm like, so man, when do I do this again? And it's like, man, I gotta do baseball futures. Like I gotta be betting win totals and, and MVPs. Mm. I'm like, oh. I, I don't know, man. I, I might have to bring some people on and, and get and get their takes and opinions. And I, I don't know you if I thought being Two-hour baseball show is coming up. Way. How about that? But you have two I mean, full and two hours of baseball coming up this. Do summer. me a favor. Tweet at the Kevin yeah. Walsh and at Right Side VP if you want Donnie along, but with me for baseball season at night. Yeah. Come on now. Once again, tweet that Twitter account, the real Kevin Walsh. So that's, the, that's how you get in touch with him. <laughs> Put him all in there. Put them all in there, uh, baby. Fun times ahead here, but we got a big week to get you ready for the championship Sunday, which I absolutely love. The boys in PFT will be live in studio on Sunday to kick it off, but that'll do it for today's show. It's Donnie Wrightside. It's Kevin Walsh. It's JP behind the wheels of steel. We will see you tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.